and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, a book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Buongiorno! I'm David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. And this is our epilogue episode because we have finished our third book, Pinocchio. Yeah, we have. Epic log, I think. Yes. 36 chapters later, it's been a that beast. Is an epic. I know. I think that is definitively an epic. Congratulations to all the listeners out there who stuck it out and, and stuck with us. We really do appreciate all your hard work. I think, particularly for having to listen to me squeak my way through the last. <laughs> my only worry is we're kind of like misselling the idea of being the lazy book club, like releasing. <laughs> it's true. It's like- We've had to release a cluster of podcasts this week just to make sure that we get everything in. It's becoming um, a full-time job, just listening. I'm the only lazy one left. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're holding the fort down. <laughs> Josh has to like remember what his voices were, and I just turn up and I drink wine. That's only today. Yeah, to but fair, you know. I can't tell you how chuffed I am when we get to this stage of the game, which is not going to be me reading a chapter so i am well equipped i have a glass of wine i have <gasps> oh i have, I have some cheese God. just for nibbling i've got a bowl of some snacks and i'm just gonna sit back and sit just back enjoy and the fun tonight <laughs> <laughs> it's the best day of my life as with all of the epilogues so far we have a special guest with us today we have noah from the gaming arc noah how are you whoop, whoop. Buenasera. i'm good thank you oh there we Hi. go we've got some nice what Getting is that was that tally. spanish no, that was Italian. That was Italian, oh, Italian. <laughs> I think all the Italian I've got is schlanghetti. <laughs> so how was Pinocchio for everybody? Was it what you were expecting? I'm guessing everybody up till this point has only watched a Disney film. I feel like I did watch the Disney film as a child, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Ages, yeah. It is one of those ones where everyone kind of remembers the beginning and then it just go- it goes such a curveball. When he actually leaves the village, everyone actually forgets, oh, yeah, there's a whale in it. And, oh, yeah, he, he turns into a donkey and there's a carnival and it's all a bit odd. But everyone kind of forgets all of that stuff. Mm. But is there, was there a highlight for anybody? Was there a best moment? And you can't say the end. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the end. I think for me, um, I'd say one of the best bits was... Just the curveballs, I think. Mm. Just the really unexpected things happen. So not like any specific moments, but some of those moments that those bombshells that I loved being able to just drop on you guys and you have no idea what was about yes. to come because who could ever predict that? No. I think some of those. And I think if you embrace just the lunacy of this writing, then it does become quite an enjoyable read. Yeah. But um, I think if you're looking for any sense of kind of cohesion, yeah. uh, then, then look elsewhere. I think my highlight is still the snake. The snake having a heart attack was just so deliciously random and just and and it's like there was there was a moment where like you're like oh Pinocchio's in peril. There's this massive fire-tailed serpent yeah. bearing down on him and he didn't have to fight his way out. He didn't have to escape. He didn't have to run. It just popped its clogs and he walked around him like it's just bizarre. If I thought the right knew what he was doing at that point, I'd have loved the audacity of that. But I like to think that he probably thought he was going to go somewhere. He got distracted. Like, he had someone at the door. And then he like, forgot he was writing. It was like, ah, he had a heart attack. Like, <laughs> no, you were going to do like a whole thing and a snake caught him and he like binded him and he wrapped up and Pinocchio. Like, yeah. He just forgot. And it's like, oh, he had a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Word count. 
Anyone got a favorite voice for this season? Because most times, like, you normally have one accent that kind of stands out. The snail. The snail. The snail. The, snail. <laughs> the snail's the one that caught me the most off guard. Really? <laughs> I was just making <laughs> I can't even remember, like, how we got to that, like, point. We just like, said, I, can we make him dribbly? We we're just like, can you just yeah, make oh, him yeah. just as dribbly <laughs> yeah, as possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think my favourite one was the weasels. I really enjoyed the scene. <laughs> was that inspired from like the weasel in Fantastic Mr. Fox? It was actually in oh the rat weasel. But yeah, yeah, yeah it does sound like rat. it was actually inspired by, and you're probably too young for this, Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger oh, Rabbit is what we... Oh, okay. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Obviously, the weasels in that. I am insulted that. as a 25-year-old <laughs> in this. <laughs> well, it's, it's a very old film. I remember watching that when I was like six. I mean, terrified. I used to watch that film on loop. I need to watch that again. Yeah. Josh, did you have a favourite voice to do? Were there any that you really hated doing? I mean, I think you hated Pinocchio's voice by the end of it, didn't you? I hated Pinocchio's voice by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said that, like, we, we, I think we were making decisions about the character based on the voice. Yeah. Do you know, you say that, though. But um, I sort of grew, I grew into him. I spent a lot of time with that fella. Yeah. And uh, to begin with, I was like, oh, this is going to drive me around the twist. And I think probably for most listeners it did. But I think actually by the end... It was sitting nicely. You were Pinocchio all along. I was Pinocchio <laughs> all along. And no, and actually, and I, I, said, I said this to um, some of the, the students that I teach at drama school. I said, you know, um, I've been having to do this re- recurring character on my podcast. And, and spending all this time up here and sort of living in this place in my voice. And I've actually found, not that anybody else is interested in this, but me as a voice coach, I am. I've actually found that that part of my voice has got a lot sort of stronger. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It, is, it is like a muscle, the full yeah. one. Absolutely. So I, I'm actually kind of enjoying it from a, you know, from a professional standpoint. So do you think now. you're going to be sort of... getting some Frankie Valley auditions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially going to just sort of promote myself as a counter-tenor now. Let's just yes. go for it. Why not? Anyone got a low light? A worst point? Every self-deprecating monologue. Yeah, those monologues. I had a feeling that was going to come up. <laughs> Woe is me. Yeah. That's never a good quality, is it? No. Like, you just want someone to go like, no, like to dust themselves off. It's boring. And just get on with it. Especially when it's like really stupid things as well. Yeah. Like the first time he had a self monologue, oh, I should have listened to my father and I wouldn't be hungry. I'm like. And by the third time, you're like, we yeah. know you're going to do something wrong again. <laughs> yeah. It was the monologues that made it. Because like if a character's upset or distraught or downtrodden and it's just the narrator explaining their situation, it's a lot more interesting than the person themselves saying it out loud to themselves. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, isn't isn't the rule of thumb in writing anyway? It's it's show it, don't say it. Well, I have a feeling that rule probably came in after Pinocchio was written. <laughs> <laughs> the moment. So yeah, someone opened the book and was like, okay, I'm going to change the world of writing. They had, they had a yeah. meeting where like, well, that went wrong. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> Can we just rewrite the charter at the Writers Guild, please? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I wasn't paying that much attention, so I don't know if there is a connection, but I wonder if there's a connection that if the monologue was taken out, if it would have been a shorter chapter. 
Not obviously, like, naturally it would have been, but I mean, like, in terms yeah. of the rest. I mean, chapter 35. If it 35, was kind of put in there to, like, elongate it. He yeah. didn't care about the chapter length. No, they're all it. over the place. Those first two chapters were like... Well, do I have a fact for you? Oh, you've got a fact for us later. <laughs> I well, love that a fact? Yes. segue into your first fact that then. Might Give us your first fact then, seeing as it's relevant. Well, I was going to say that before it was a book, it was published in episodes in a children's magazine. Ah. So I wondered if maybe word count really was a, a thing. And that's why some chapters just kind of like ended, like the snake randomly just being like, oh, well, don't have enough time for that. And the other ones where it's like, well, don't get paid if I don't have enough words. Right. Just chucking a monologue. Is that why there's this many chapters? Because they basically went, okay, we need a, a story for 36 weeks for the magazine. Well, yeah, but actually originally it was cancelled after the 15th chapter. Oh, which I think was just shortly after meeting the the cat and the fox. Mm. Um, so not really like a clean cut. And also, funnily enough, somewhere where the story was actually interesting as well. Yeah. It wasn't like a lull. Like the cat and the fox coming in was quite an exciting thing because there was a purpose. It was like Pinocchio is going to plant these coins and we we're all going, you idiot, you're going to get duped. Da, da, da. So that that's not even a lull to like stop the no, story. No, and he's got some obvious villains at that point yeah. as well, which is a nice juicy Actually, bit. Uh, even though I wrote, I wrote, I didn't write these facts, I found these facts and stuff, but just saying it out loud, I just realised, um, well, the other fact was that in the original ending, Pinocchio was, it was just, it was a warning story, obviously, against bad behaviour. So it ended with uh, Pinocchio being hanged. And now I so think it ended about there. It, uh, it ended. But now I think about it. I think maybe chapter fifteen might have been when the bandits hung him. Yeah, hang, yeah, hang yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe he tagged on from there onwards after the assassins, because that would make sense. Because that is almost the cautionary tale. It is yeah. like listen to yeah. your listen to your parents, or otherwise you will be you will be. Um, pulled astray by people who are who are less reputable and it will end badly and so that makes sense the only reason why he continued it which i guess as a magazine it was it it could work that way was just popular demand Mm. people didn't want it to end and they didn't want him to end by being hung so i guess at that point he was like okay well i'll I'll make him um i'll make him a real boy well this this explains an awful lot to me yeah <laughs> it does, it does. right yeah. this is an awful no, lot does. like oh somebody's just been given a regular writing gig for like a quid a week or whatever the equivalent was at the time and uh and so he's just going oh crumbs i've got to come up with another thing for my column this week and then it's just got this perpetual sense of something random something random something random yeah. i'll look back at the previous strips at the end and see if i can tie some stuff together which i guess <laughs> makes sense as to why like the first 15 chapters were quite coherent yeah and the chapter lengths were similar yeah and then after that it just kind of went and then he needed the monologues to be like uh this happened and this is why we're doing this um the purpose of the uh the mini blurb to incentivize people to buy the next Mm -hmm. yeah because you would need to do that if you yeah yeah yeah. because if you're you're reading a book you don't need to be convinced to read the next chapter and you mentioned like how netflix puts descriptions of episodes yeah because yeah you kind of like let's say you're reading you're watching something and you're not 100 percent convinced if you want to keep watching the series so you read the the blurb to see what's coming all right i'll give this episode a chance Mm. do we think then that the mini blurbs would actually have featured at the end of the previous chapter rather than the start of the chapter itself when that it was originally yeah, published. Yeah. Like next time. Tune yeah. in next week. Yeah. It's quite interesting because we've said it every single time with all three books that we've done. 
where the randomness and the craziness of the book kind of makes you go, wow, they really did perfect novel writing after this period of time. But then now hearing this, obviously Alice in Wonderland was just a man telling a girl that he used to babysit stories with her in. Peter Pan was a play. This was a comic strip. And you go, oh, okay, maybe the difference is, is that all of the novels of this period were not books turned into books. Whereas Happy from accidents. now, yeah, from now, children's mm. books are like planned from the beginning as books. So maybe that's mm. why they have more structure. None of them were set out to be books. And maybe that's why they slightly come short as books. And maybe mm. that's why we should probably give them a little bit more grace in terms of... We were laughing of, about the arc or yes. lack of arc in certain ways, like mm-hmm. mm. only Pinocchio, well, but Geppetto, but, and the Blue Fairy kind of like disappears. Mm. And if you, were, if you were planning a book, you're like, no, there needs to be like the Blue Fairy can have a more interesting, clever way through it rather than just appearing as a goat. Uh, <laughs> sorry i think we overskipped that to be fair it's just like a goat in the middle of the sea and we all just went uh-huh <laughs> and then what happened <laughs> geppetto would probably would have been mentioned more he, he spent like the like a good six or so chapters not being mentioned no. because because he, pinocchio was gonna die so like what was the point of mentioning it and then yeah. it was like oh wait maybe i should if he's going to become a real boy, he's probably have his father. Yeah. yeah, definitely. What what other facts have you got for us? Would you believe that The Adventures of Pinocchio holds the honour of being the world's most translated non-religious book? Wow. Ah. wow. Next week in Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start working on that. Which at first I thought like... Okay, it being translated from from Italian to English, to English yeah. kind of made sense. But the fact that it's like the most translated mm. book into multiple different languages that not even like Harry Potter is. Yeah, I was going to say, more a, than Harry Potter. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, supposedly. I didn't realise it had such mass appeal. I wonder though, if it was from the film. Oh, The film maybe. having like condensed it, made it all nice and neat in a yeah. bow. And people like, you know what, let's try the book. My uh, my next two facts are are film related. Okay, Jiminy Cricket, obviously, mm. as we've established in the book, doesn't exist really. No, his name's um, not Jiminy. It's just no, the Cricket. No Jiminy, and he gets and he gets killed. Well, obviously, Walt Disney wanted um, the Cricket to be more of a prominent um, part, but he's uh, not really a cricket because Disney didn't like any of the cricket designs. Okay. So there's a, there's a quote just saying, the only thing that makes him a cricket is we call him one. So what, what is he actually designed as? Is he like a locust or something? No, he's just a little green man. with a. With a oh, of course hat. he is. <laughs> he is not a cricket in any no, shape or design. No, it's true. He's a little green he man looks, in a time I'm, I'm have a look. Yeah, like an, he looks more like an ant. Yeah, he mm-hmm. does. Does he even have like two sets of arms or is he just nope. one set? Wow. He's, li- he's, literally, he's literally just a little green man with a, with a slightly so larger I like head. I mean, like I need to Google this now because I can't remember what he looks more like Voldemort. He looks like Voldemort. Like he doesn't like obviously like I guess to make him obviously not look human. They didn't like give him a proper nose or anything to be like, yeah. Oh, Jiminy Cricket is not just a, a human. Yeah. He only but, has yeah. one set of, yeah. He's literally just a little green man. 
It's just a little green man. And now that I've said that, everyone watching the film are going to be like, oh, damn it, you've ruined the film. Yeah. I think also the use of, of Jiminy Cricket made the ultimate moral of the story a little bit more obvious. Yes, definitely. Because in the film, there is a point where he literally disappears. Pinocchio loses yeah, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. And that's when all the bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's when he gets um, tricked to go to Toyland and when he yeah, makes bad yeah. decisions. And, and it's when he finds Jiminy again that uh, he can start working yeah, his things, life like losing his ears and his his tails and stuff so having that visual like visual representation of like it being here it being lost but yeah. I'm getting it back again made the moral a lot more cohesive yes um, in the film Definitely. versus the book so so have you got one more for us yeah completely random go for but it I thought we like random <laughs> I thought you'd be interested to know that the uh, the voice actor who who voiced Monstro, the giant uh, creature that that ate uh, Geppetto and uh, what and the sperm whale thing? Yeah, was uh, is is the same voice actor who voiced uh, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> if what only a great the, if fact! The whale had gone, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> so I came across that and I was like, well, I'm going to include that's that. A, that, that is, is a good. <laughs> I, I I looked it up. Actually. Well, I didn't look it up, but I was apparently there's going to be a new live action. Mm. It's going to be you and McGregor. Yeah, it's Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. There are so many live actions of of Pinocchio. Already. Yeah, but there's it two new ones have come out this year. There's an Italian one, and I think Disney are doing one. I want to see Italian one. It does look one. a lot more. It does look closer to the book though, because there's a lot of stuff that got completely cut from the Disney one that's in it. Well, no, Engli- no dough hat though. No dough yeah. hat. <laughs> Or paper shirt. That is, such, that is an absolute abomination. That was one of my favourite things. <laughs> Doe hat. Like, and he lost it at one point, not going like, well, that's just an absolute piece of rubbish. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I've got to chase after it. Yeah. So is it quiz time? It is quiz time. <gasps> quiz time. Oh, no. So we need to come up with some buzzers. So yes, come up with some buzzers. David, I'm interested. Do you want to do... You've got to go as high as you can with that. Yeah. I've definitely peaked. I've definitely peaked on that. Josh, just because you're never going to do this voice again, can you give me an oh, oh, oh? oh. <laughs> what, three of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you don't do all three, you don't get to guess. As soon as you hit the first one, we're going to know whether you came in first. And then I need one. I don't know what accent. Oh, can you, can you do... Uh, a, I don't a believe little... it. that's not my buzzer (laughs) why don't you give us a little talking cricket oh yes so my first two questions to the nearest two decimal place oh god what was matt's final score and for the nearest two decimal space what was david's final score you have until the end of the quiz to maybe Oh, okay, we'll leave okay. it. Leave it hanging then. No, fine. Yeah, we'll we'll announce yep. those at the end then, and announce the answers to the others as we go. Great. Okay. Well, the first question is: Centuries ago, there lived. <laughs> Centuries ago, there lived. Yeah. Yes. A piece of wood. <laughs> Not quite the answer that I was going for, but I will be giving you a point if no one else can guess. Oh, oh, I have oh! no idea. Yes. A large block of wood? <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, 
Bless you guys. It was the very first question asked to you in the book. Centuries ago, there lived a king, my dear. Oh, Jesus yeah. A king? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, no, yeah. David and I are like, what? We had an audience, a child in the audience interrupts the narrator in like the first chapter. And he had no yeah. bearing. There was no. No, it, didn't, it never <laughs> happened again and it had no point to nope. it. <sighs> yeah. Great. Good. It was quickly followed by. You're wrong. It was a piece of wood. Oh. Uh, go on <laughs> then. Give point. David the point for that. What was the very first prank that Pinocchio did against Geppetto? Oh. oh. There's so many chapters. You guys are like, why are you, why are you sticking to the first chapter? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yes, Pinocchio. Was it tickling? No, that wasn't it. Nope. Anyone else want to guess? Yeah. Yes, David. Is it as a piece of wood? Um, did he like? No, as well. Oh, oh god! Yeah. Did he just jump out the window? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he did that at one point, though. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the first thing he did. He did a lot of giggling. What? He like did something and then giggled a lot. But what was the first prank he did against Geppetto? Yeah, it's a great question. Because I remember asking you guys what pranks you think it was, and we came up with much better ones. Yeah, it wasn't you came really, up with much It wasn't really a prank. I just remember it just no. being something he did. I didn't realise this quiz was going to be that It's just really hard. I don't <laughs> know. You guys should give ago. us the answer. Okay, well, it was pull the wig off his head. Oh, of course it was. Oh. His wig. Well, I will ask my next question, but I'm not sure if it will be much point in me doing because I was going to ask, that was the first prank he did against Geppetto, but what was the first act against Geppetto? Yeah, dropped out the window. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that point and I'm running out the window. <laughs> um, the first act, as in like, is that something that happened before or after the prank? Uh, before the prank. The first act. He laughed. Oh, he was laughing at Geppetto. Calling him names. Not quite. Oh. Sorry, viewers, for this very entertaining quiz. Did, yeah. we, did we read the right book? <laughs> Basically, if you want to know the answer, is he basically wriggled out of Cherry's hands and smacked him in the shin as a piece oh, of wood. Before Geppetto, right. And that's where shin splints came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was obviously what caused them to fight. But what did Geppetto and Maestro Cherry swear to do? To yes. be friends for the rest of their lives. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> and then they fought which, again. <laughs> yeah, which lasted all of two seconds, followed by the exact same promise. Oh, my word. <laughs> this is going to be like Josh's um, <laughs> fraction scores. We're going to end this quiz if like, and it's going to be one, one, two, <laughs> winner. <laughs> what was the author's name? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Josh. His name, <laughs> his name is. I want to say I'm going to get it wrong. Kalodi. <laughs> I'm going to give that Kalodi yes. Slongetti. <laughs> his name, Alessandro uh, Carlo. Carlo Kalodi. Kalodi. I did get it right then. He got the <laughs> red the surname. Right. I'll give him well. that. I was going to say well. Carlos, and I was like, no, that sounds too Spanish. That was very close. Mm. You just need to take the S off it. I didn't know the surname, though, so I was completely wrong. <laughs> Actually, just a quick fun fact of that. His real name is Carlo Lorenzini. Oh, yes, we did read that up. We did read that up. But he came from a town called Colodi, and that's why he changed his pen name. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, so what 
ate Geppetto. Oh! Yes, Josh. It was, what, it was referred to in the book, I think, as Attila the shark. Yeah, a terrible shark. And, (laughs) but it was also, (laughs) it was also called the the terrible dogfish. Oh. In the original. Ah, well, dogfish is a type of shark, so. It was a terrible shark, which I actually didn't remember because I was so attuned to it being a whale. Yeah, yeah, we were. No, we remember it being well. a shark. I, I it sometimes referred to the shark as a fish, though, and that's why I was waiting because I was trying to remember how he was introduced. Yeah, the terrible dogfish. Mm. How long was Geppetto in that shark? Two years. Yes, yes, he was yes. two years. What is the name of the cat? Ah, oh. any guesses in the dark? Mario and Luigi. No, I will tell you that this is a bit of a trick question. So oh. Does anyone want to give I mean, a judging by how well we're answer. doing, do you think a trick <laughs> question's... Is, is his name... I didn't think what's the name of the author was going to be... <laughs> that, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> so that's... Uh, was Carol. No, was, 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 it, was he just called the blind cat? The name of the cat is Cat. Oh. It was a trick question because obviously in the film there is a cat called Figaro. But uh, in the book, the cat is called Cat. This is a question where I'll give a bonus point if you know what it is, because I'm not 100% sure whether or not it was mentioned in the book. But what was the name of the puppet master in English? Bonus point in the Yes. Fiery. Yes. Is that the point? That is a point. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't what understand why it? this book has been so hard. Is it just because it's been so long? Yeah, I Possibly, think so. because if you haven't Killed noticed, my brain most cells. of these questions are from the first half. Of the yeah, book. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what was Pinocchio most afraid of? Again, happened in the first half of the book. Of course it did, yeah. Most afraid. <laughs> yeah! Is it fire yes. or like heat or something? Close, very close. I will tell you, I'll give you a hint as to where in the book it happened. Okay. His hunger was greater than his fear. It can't be pears. He's not scared of pears. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that early oven. Book. Is it like the oven? Could you imagine? Oh, oh, fly- oh flying? No. Oh. Chickpeas? <laughs> chickpeas? No. I just remember him eating chickpeas. Red lobsters? I don't know. No, I'm going to give Assassins. it to because he was very, very close. Because the thing that he yes. was most afraid of was thunder and lightning. It was uh, the storm that occurred. Oh, is that where that person like tipped a bucket of water on his head? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Matt, I kind of expect you to know this because you That's did worrying. say it. But what does Pinocchio mean according to what you... Oh, oh, oh! Yes, Josh. Doesn't it mean pine nuts? <laughs> Isn't it yes. little pine no. head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember. David, your hint is that pine, pine is yeah, part of pin- the answer. Pino so. is pine. What's Okio? Oh, pine. David. Pine eye? Yes, it was pine eye. Yes. Oh, pine eye. Although I then read later on, it was like Pinocchio stands for little wooden head. And then I was like, okay. Then I tried to translate it. Pinocchio means Pinocchio, apparently. In English, according to Google Translate. That's very easy. Genius. (laughs) Okay, so when Pinocchio ran away from home, who stopped him from running? 
A carabiner? Yes, a carabiner. Oh, man. And what is a carabiner? Oh! Yeah. Local police? Yes. The local Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Is it? Uh, hello, hello, hello. I forgot about that accent. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, that was an excellent one. Good time. And now we have reached the point where we can't price us right it. Oh. We're going to figure out. So hang on, what are the scores the currently? Score Does Josh need to get both of these to beat me? Josh needs to get both of these to tie. With you. And I've got no hate. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you, David, if you get both of these, you beat Josh. Oh, there you go. There's, There's some incentive. It boosts my ranking or something. I don't know. I just plucked okay. these numbers out of Oh, I've made it. these up <laughs> so badly. <laughs> okay, so let's hear it. Starting with Josh, what is your final score for Matt? We'll start with Matt. I think that Matt overall got 2.37 points. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Matt, how many I points said do you 2. think I said 2.78 because I gave myself a fighting chance. <laughs> David, how many points do you think Matt got? 1.01. <laughs> I realised okay. now that was impossible. <laughs> I definitely got one full point one week and a half a point another week and like five sixths another another week. I still might be closer. You will be surprised. Okay, before I give the results, let's find out what was your final score for David, Josh? Uh, I went for 2.04. Okay. 2.35. And David? I put 0.85, which I realise is probably lower than mine. <laughs> you like got one scoring. point. <laughs> You got a full point one week. I don't know. I realise that. Now. Even I know the decimals don't work like that. <laughs> the pupils become the teacher. You know what, David? I'm gonna because actually none of you are particularly close. David, do you want to try again with your numbers? Okay. Um, uh, Is it like Matt a lot lower? I think it might be quite high. Maybe it's actually creeped up more than we thought. Yeah. I can't see how it could be. I'm going to go Matt with 1.6 and me with 1.4, which is probably also okay. stupid. I really hoped you'd go higher than that. Oh, so it is higher. We got more. We, we, we'd be too self-deprecating. Yes, you are. because, And it's actually surprisingly close between the two of you. Was oh, it? I knew it was going to be close. It's I don't care about the quiz. This is the most important one. This is, this is fantastic. I do care about the quiz. No, but okay. like, this is but this, <laughs> this is been a, this Obviously has been an about the quiz, novel but... in the making. Yeah. You ready for this? Okay, so David, your total score was three point one nine. It's nearly oh. high. After it's weeks pie. of saying, have I got a point yet? Have I got a point yet? I think we had it in our heads that we were doing so badly. <laughs> and three point one nine. Matt, okay, higher or lower? Do you think? I think he's higher. He is with four <gasps> nine one. What? No, that's only five points. Four million. That's basically four million. <laughs> Listen, I also I was like, oh, this is a cool number. Let me try and convert it to a fraction. And it was like something ridiculous, like nine thousand eight hundred and thirty-five over whatever it was and I was just like I'm just gonna stick to decimals, stick to decimals. I think and now, Matt's, and now Matt's fainted by trying to think about that yeah I don't get that at all how so can it be Matt, nine how can the top number be nine thousand that's just... it can be if the bottom number is greater yeah but still well that means Matt you got 
both of those. Yes! Hey, oh. <laughs> that's two books. <laughs> you cleaned up. Yes. Two books. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Goes the to man that edits it wins power. again. <laughs> Editor's advantage, we'll call this. As I've said before, you can listen to the podcasts as many times as you <laughs> I've want. Listened to like up there in the ether. If you did your revision and weren't so lazy, <laughs> it wouldn't be the lazy podcast, but at least you'd win. Yeah, I was really hoping when I gave you the second chance, David, you'd be like, ah, oh, screw it. Like, five. I've been like, yes. I've lost all brain power. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Noah, for organizing the quiz. You're it's always welcome. a pleasure Sorry, to have it was you on. a lot harder than a. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> you do not need to apologize for that. That is clearly <laughs> this, the students were just not very good. You just need some you know better what? students. I think that's my, my strategy for future future quizzes. The next book's going to be like, like what was it called? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what was, was the, the main character's the name? Book? Yeah. So that leaves us with nothing left to do but to announce our next book. Oh, exciting. Now, we've kind of. By complete accident, I'm not going to claim Fifty Shades it of Grey. Any- <laughs> Could you just imagine me trying to read through? Oh my god, I was just a thinking- whole bunch of sex scenes by myself. <laughs> oh my god, that's genuinely what went through my head. You having to play both a, dom- a dominating man and a submissive female. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Damien Gray. Damien Gray is like Joe Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the ladies, Joe the Brand. Voices. <laughs> Joe Brand. Oh, now I really want you guys to do it. <laughs> that will never happen. We'll do a post watershed. Just do a kinky book club. Just for me, Lady Book Club nights. Yeah. <laughs> find, find just an awkward passage and we'll do it in private and we'll send it to Noah but on, it, on oh, its own just God. so they can hear it. Please. So, next book, as I say, I cannot claim any credit for this. This was completely a happy accident. It just happened to line up this way. But next week is December, the and first. December is Christmas, and so we've decided to do a Christmas book. There are five Tuesdays in December, and there are five chapters to A Christmas Carol. So we're Yay! going to do A Christmas Carol for December, so keep an eye out for our festive trailer that will be coming out soon. Josh has been working very hard on that. It looks amazing, so we're really looking oh, forward so to seeing that. So our next book, Christmas Carol. Guys, what do you know about it? I'm guessing everyone's probably seen a film adaptation or something. Wasn't Bob Cratchit played by a frog? Yes. I mean, The Muppets is the best one. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> that might inform some of the accents. I'm not yeah, it's I'm true. Not sure. Just Rizzo being the narrator and Gonzo being the narrator. I mean, they're just br- it's just brilliant. Like The songs are amazing. Like It's the best can you do? Can you do the songs just every so often? I'm going to have to sort up here because I just not grow up. I did not grow up with Muppets, so I don't know these mu- oh. the Muppet films very well at all. Oh, I love we found the love we found. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some like description mm. of mm. yeah, a bit of meaty sort of 
nice. uh, scene setting. I'm actually so excited that you guys are doing this. Yeah, we're going to do a nice festive one and we're going to try and make it a little bit more like we, we always try and make the podcast PG, but I know there's a little bit of innuendo that kind of comes in. But David we've decided Cox. for Christmas, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've decided for Christmas we're going to make this really family friendly. So any listeners out there who would like to introduce their children to a Christmas carol, we're going to definitely keep this one you rather than PG-12. And uh, you guys will be able to listen to this in the car and get in the festive mood. Because let's face it, with lockdown and the way things are in the world right now, I wouldn't say anyone's feeling particularly Christmassy right now. What Matt's now saying is you've got nothing this. better to do with your time. Basically, <laughs> listen, yeah. I am so excited for this. <laughs> like, you have, as soon as you were like Christmas, I was like, it's the Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> so that is coming to you guys next week. We will see you there. But until then, if you have any thoughts or opinions on Pinocchio, the book, or any voices you'd like to hear going ahead for Christmas Carol, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you can think of 240 characters that you'd like to put onto Twitter, it's a bit of a book reference there, we are the at Lazy Book Club pod. And we want to see all of your fan art and random things that you sort of doodle in the corner of your pad as you're listening to the podcast yeah. pop them on instagram at lazy book club pod i want to see pictures of people listening to the podcast drinking sherry eating mince pies oh lovely. sitting around the christmas tree getting drunk and badly wrapping presents that that's the kind of thing we want to see from people on instagram yeah make just us to help us too. all get into this <laughs> festive mood Thank you very much, Noah, for coming on. Always a Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Noah, with the game. Do you want to plug your pluggables? Where can people yeah, find I'll you? Yeah, I'll plug my pluggables. So as Matt mentioned, I'm from the Gaming Arc. We have a gaming YouTube channel and on Twitch as well. On Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash the underscore gaming arc. And then on YouTube, we are the gaming arc there as well. Also, if I can do another sneaky plug, because yeah. yeah. it's Christmas, I'm super excited for Christmas, and the company that I am part of is super excited for Christmas, and we make Christmas pinatas. They're so if you guys want fun. something, yeah, please go to sweet.paper.creations on both Instagram and Facebook, and we also have our website, sweetpapercreations.com. We've got lots of there. Can I just say, I've we've bought a couple of pinatas off of Noah. We bought one for my mate for his stag do. And oh, yes. we also bought I've another one. I've beaten that pinata. Yes, that was the, <laughs> the um, pickle, Rick. pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Yeah. Pickle Rick. We did that for, for my mate's stag do. And the second one we did on a weekend away with some of my school friends who have kids as well. And let's face it, the adults enjoyed it more than the kids did. <laughs> Fair. So... And this for this Christmas as well, we've got DIY kits. So you can get a box with a base and instructions and all the materials you need to make your very own snowman, reindeer, bauble or Grinch. So there you go. Hello. If you would like a biodegradable... 100% recyclable. ...local business present to keep someone busy during the rest of lockdown... Head to that website. We'll put a link in the bio for this podcast. Excellent. Oh, I might just be feeling Christmassy for the first oh, time. Oh, yes. Ooh. Got to get, in the, get in the tingles. So thank you once again for listening. We will see you next week for our beginning of our Christmas season. See you then. Bye. 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 Bye.